it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to the edition of Cardscast. Second straight week we've been able to do this, which is exciting in itself. It's the Cardinal Authority Podcast. I'm senior writer Michael McCammon, joined by publisher Jody Demling. This is a big Cardinals got their, their opening win over Western Kentucky. Looked you know, pretty good. There were things they still need to fix. Thanks certainly stepping up a few notches this Saturday as Miami, ranked number 17th in the country, comes into competing from the 18th ranked uh, Cardinals. Game days, prime time on ABC. Second weekend, Jerry. This, this is pretty second second weekend of the season. No doubt about it. The non-conference season's over already. I mean, it was quick. It it, it happened before we knew it. And uh, and quite honestly, Michael, this is a, a, a and. It's two ranked teams, but next week it could be two unranked teams because the way the polls are going to be, I'm not sure if they're putting the Big Ten back in yet, but uh, but but whatever they do, these are two really good teams. Um, and, and, and I think it I think it's two teams when you look at the whole <clears throat> ACC as a whole. I think it's two teams that really have a chance. Um, both of them have a chance to make it to play Clemson in that uh, ACC championship game. I, you know, everything's going to have to fall right, and Notre Dame's in the mix, and that makes it more difficult for Louisville and the others. But these two teams, Miami and Louisville, I think are three, four, and three, four, and five with North Carolina. I think you throw those three teams in a hat right now in a box and pull them out, and and any way it comes out. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't say you're wrong. Um, I just. Yeah. I just think that these two teams are both pretty darn good. Yeah. You know. And obviously, there's been. We can, we can talk about the, the Notre Dame effect probably on another podcast. But you know, they've been kind of been treated with with gloves, saying here's the championship game. But you know, I think you know. I think they're going to find their road a little bit more difficult than many are expecting. But yeah, I totally agree with you. I think the winner of this game certainly has. I would say you know a foot ahead of everybody else because this is one of the more challenging games in on the ACC schedule across the board this year. So if you can get a win here and Louisville currently, I think a two and a half point favorite, um, it's basically a toss up game in, in my book. Um, that, that's massive in your chances of getting to that ACC championship game. And obviously, as we know, Louisville originally scheduled to play Clemson does not this year. So, you know, this is a, a big game for the chance to potentially, as we all expect, play the Tigers uh, later in December for the title game. But, it's, it should be a thriller. I mean, and, and I think that, I think what Louisville faced last year in West or last week in Western Kentucky with with the uh, Piggy T, their quarterback Tyrone Pigram, uh, and his ability to, to run and throw was kind of a nice setup. But what they're going to see this Saturday in Miami, Miami's a little bit more up tempo of an offense, which I think you know, maybe something we should discuss as well. Um, but obviously they've got the big transfer from Houston, Derek King, very nice uh, you know dual threat quarterback. He's got a FBS record for I think it's 18 games in a row where he's thrown and ran for a touchdown in a game. So that tells you his ability. So should be another one of those games where the defense has got to keep track of that. Uh, the quarterback as well as try to slow down a really difficult running game. All right. couple things. Yeah. A couple things about that. I, <clears throat> first of all, I, when we did our tra- transfers, Louisville is going to watch the two top transfers that we had on that list were De'Eric King and Quincy Roche. And I think Quincy is probably the best that they're going to face. Yeah. 
um, when you really look at him. And that's leaving out Jalen Phillips, who is a former, you know, five-star guy who transferred from UCLA and is the other end uh, on the defense for the for those guys. So they've done a really nice job. Manny Diaz has. I know they've they've done a good job in recruiting. They've got a great class coming in next year again, but they've done an even better job of getting some transfers that can help them right away. And uh, and, and King is the one that gets all the accolades, but I do think. The two defensive guys are guys that uh, are difference makers, big time difference makers, uh, and Louisville has to know where they're at at all times. Yeah, I mean Quincy Roche coming over from Temple, uh, you know, I think he leads the FBS, you know, since he's been in college for for total sacks in his career, and he even picked up one last week against UAB in his Miami debut. So, you know, yeah, I mean Mikhail Cunningham, you know, nothing against Western Kentucky's defense. I mean they're they were a top 25 group last year, and most of them are back and have a great defensive end themselves and, and, and put up, a, obviously, a formidable challenge. But, again, it, it, it goes up another level when, when you get to, to a team like Miami. You know, and if you look at the depth chart that, that we posted at Cardinal Authority, you know, I've added in there you know, what their prospect rating was, how many stars they have. And you look up and down that defensive, well, both sides of the ball for Miami, but really on the defensive side, it, it's pretty much nothing but four stars. You know, and, yeah. and yeah. so the expectations there – you know, for, for Miami to be an extremely good defense this year. All right, let's stay let's stay with uh, let's stay with Louisville offense first in the in the Miami yep. defense. Look, I think you're going to see. Uh, remember last year that game, Louisville out, out gained them. They Louisville had almost 500 yards of total offense, but they had 14 penalties. Remember all of the holding penalties and the uh, uh, um, the bad the uh, the couple of uh, of the bad snaps that T.J. McCoy had. Uh, in that game, I think it was the game when Cole Bentley actually kind of took over towards the end of the game, moving on the rest of the season last year. Um, and, and I think they had also, I think they had some false starts and stuff like that, but 14 penalties for 121 yards. They had three turnovers. You're going to see what we saw last year, I think. A lot of quick hitters, a lot of things where Mikhail gets the ball out of his hand uh, in a hurry, uh, one way or the other, and they will stick with the running game and try to run it. Uh, more in the middle than they will on the ends because you can't against these two ends. They're just too good uh, to run on the on, on the outside, in my in my opinion. But if Louisville can do that, I think they can be successful again. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that this Miami defense. I think it's gonna be better than it was last year, but it's still so early in the season. I'm not sure how much better right now they are than they were last year. And Louisville kind of had their way with them. So. If, if Louisville can execute what Scott Satterfield's game plan is, I think they can score some points. Yeah, I agree with you there. You know, and obviously the emergence of Braden Smith last <clears> week, uh, you know, Des Fitzpatrick going over 100 yards last week, and then Tutu, obviously a threat every time the ball is coming towards his hands. You know, that should, you know, probably make Miami's defense approach this game a little differently than Western Kentucky did, where they certainly filled up the box and said, let's let's stop the run and make them beat us through the air, which Louisville clearly did. I think Miami totally knows, especially from the experience or what we saw last week, hey, we've got to slow down. This is more than just 2-2 and occasionally does. All three of these guys, and not to mention Justin Marshall and some of the others, and the, you know, and Ian Pfeiffer, Mr. Touchdown, and Marshawn Ford. It's it's a passing game they they're going to have to deal with, you know. And and so I agree with you. I think they're going to see some some quick things and get the ball to guys like Braden Smith and Tutu Atwell, guys that can create with their speed and their elusiveness and get into the open field and and hopefully try to start stretch you know the, the defense out a little bit and Javion and Hassan can, can kind of do their thing. So 
Um, yeah, and I, I, like and, and chances, I like their chances this week offensively. I do. I do. I'm interested to see this week. We, we talked about it when I was on the radio last week. Um, and, and Craig Swabeck pointed it out at one point, you know, after Braden Smith made those couple of catches, he wasn't in there a ton with Tutu Atwell. But when he was in there with Tutu Atwell on this on the same side in the same formation, they then a couple of times late in the game had Jordan Watkins on the outside of those two guys. So it was those three guys over there. And I mentioned it one time on the board. I'm excited to see what they were because every formation is building something every time they put somebody out there it's to see what the defense does see how they react and then down the road they're going to use that for a play or some sort of play and and i'm excited to see what they can do with jordan watkins braden smith the tutu atwell all on the same side at the same time because that could be a lethal kind of uh that's that's just a lethal speed dose of for an opponent out there so i i I'm, I'm excited to see how they build on last week and some of the things that they tried on offense. Yeah, you know, and, and yeah, I mean, that's 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 almost scary having those three, you know, lined up next to each other because that's speed on speed on speed, and you know, and, and you know, pick your poison, especially if they come out and they're they're able to get the ball to Jordan and, and he produces quickly, and that that's going to even create even more headache. And then you know, you've got Dez to go across the middle or even stretch the ball or stretch the field, you know, down further. So. Um, again, you know, I like their chances offensively. McHale looked great in, in, in the opener, 343 yards, three touchdowns, ran for another one. Um, you know, he looks improved over what he was, this, you know, it was 12 months ago. Um, and it looks like he's just going to continue to to build that. I mean, he's just a humble, confident guy that, that just continues to, to build uh, within the Scott Satterfield offense. So, like you, I think if they cut down their mistakes from last year, we're going to see a much better result. Not necessarily the offense can't win this game by itself, but it's going to, it would certainly narrow that window. And then obviously the defense has got to pick up their end of the bargain as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think they, I think defensively, I think you'll see uh, the improvement this week. I'm not sure, you know, look, Miami's a tough opponent to stop. Miami's a tough opponent to, uh, to totally stop because they've got so many weapons and, you know, those running backs, I mean, they're not household names yet, but but they will be. I mean, those guys can get after it, and uh, and I and, and I'm excited to see what what happens and how it goes uh, for the Louisville defense to to kind of get going. Derek King, Derek King possesses, he presents a different challenge than what Louisville has seen uh, in quarterbacks in, in in a while, in my opinion, because I I think he's a I think he's a better thrower than most people give him credit for. And if you watch him, he didn't have, he had some good receivers at, at Houston, but not the greatest receivers at Houston. But now he's got some speed guys. I don't know if he still has really great receivers at Miami because they're not, they're not as, uh, they're not as talented as they were. I mean, Brevin Jordan at the tight end is one of the best in the country. But other than that, I'm not sure what he has to work with there. But he never really puts his receiver in a bad position. And I think that, to me, that goes to show you just how, how good he is and how difficult he is to defend. And when he, when he does that, then he takes off running. Um, I mean, he's, he's a special talent, and Louisville's going to have their hands full with him. And I'm interested to see how Brian Brown plays against somebody like King. Yeah, you know, and I, you know, to me, I think that the the key is, as you pointed out, he, he could beat you with the, both his legs and legs and his arms. But to me, is if if I'm Brian Brown, you know, 
I'm going to make him beat me with his arm. Um, you know, and not necessarily because he can't do it. I think he totally can do it, but I'm not completely sold on all of Miami's wide receivers yet. Um, other than, as you mentioned, the, the tight end and Brevin Jordan, he's certainly somebody they've got to keep an eye on, uh, you know, from start to finish. I mean, he can hurt you in a lot of ways and, and a lot of times if you're not careful. Um, you know, but if, if they're able to get, if, if King's able to start running around and then Cameron Harris and the younger guys behind him in that backfield, you know, start picking up, picking up big chunks, it's going to be really difficult to keep them off the field. Um, and last year, as we saw, I mean, I think six of their seven touchdowns or so, they had so many, you know, had at least one play that went for 20 or 25 yards or more, and there were like three or four that, that went for 40, including one that was a one-play drive with 67 yards. So, I mean, that's an area they certainly have to, to break, uh, you know, cut, cut down that you got to limit those big plays. And they're an up-tempo team. They're going to be one of the fastest offenses that Louisville's going to face, in, you know, really in the country this year. Um, you know, so you've got to be able to, to slow them down a little bit. And I think to do that, you're going to have to try to make, you know, get them in those long second and third down situations. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, big. this is this is going to be the major test for big plays. You know, everybody talked about last week. Well, look, last week was Western Kentucky. Louisville should have beaten them. And they did. They did what they were, were expected to do by about what you and I expected them to do it by. It was pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. On, on, on our scores, uh, we, we predicted it pretty close. So they, they were expected to do that. They hold it. We just want to see them a, a step forward, and we want to see how the defense does react or how the defense is different than it was this Losing, losing you there for a second. But, I mean, certainly the offense and defense have got to pick up their games, and they showed a, a good step. You know, in that opener, uh, the third phase, you know, of that game, the, the special teams is, is certainly an area that's got to play significantly better and really, really just in the, in the punting game. You know, yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it. And I think that uh, I think you've got to you've got to see some special teams improvement. You've got to see some different things. Uh, sorry, my connection cut out there for a second, but you've got to see some special teams improvement if you're Scott Satterfield. Um and not just the punting, but uh, but the punt. I think the punt return. You got to get better yardage. You got to get better yardage on punt return. You got to get better yardage um, on uh, on some different things uh, of what they've done. I mean, you, you've got to you've got to improve if you're if you're Louisville on special teams. You've got to take advantage of that kind of stuff. And you're also playing this week. You're playing a lot better uh, return guys because of the speed that Miami has. So you got to take advantage of that and not let them get returns. The one thing that I was impressed by Louisville last week more than anything on special teams, I thought, because I didn't know how this would work out either, is the kickoffs. I thought Brock Travelstead did a really good job of, yeah. of, uh, of making sure that the kickoffs were, if not in the end zone, pretty darn close to the end zone. Now, I know the staff wants him to get a little more hang time on those things. It was kind of line drives on a couple of them, so get him a little bit more hang time, and I think he'll be better off. But, yeah, they're, uh, that that's – that's where they got to make advantage, take advantage of it, Michael. Yeah, you know, so basically what we're saying is eliminate your mistakes, whether it be, you know, offensive line or false starts or holding, whatever, defensively, you know, don't give up those big plays. And, and on special teams, don't get the ball blocked right at the goal line, you know, those kind of things. And I think that you're going to see a much better outcome, at least in a lot more exciting game than we saw last year down at Hard Rock Stadium. 
Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be a good thing if we're not talking about the punter all week for Louisville next week. Because that means because no that doubt. means he won't have had one blocked or dropped one. So that would definitely be a, a positive thing for Louisville. All right, so you can get our picks. You can get our game day coverage. You can get preview. You can get all kinds of things at CardinalAuthority.com. We will have uh, live updates from the game. Both Michael and I will be in the stadium, uh, which, hey, you can't take you can't take for granted these days. Uh, because there's not many people in the stadium actually covering the game, uh, only about a dozen people or so. But Michael and I will both be in the stadium covering the game uh, for CardinalAuthority.com. We will have all the latest from Cardinal Stadium uh, before, during, and after uh, the game uh, later today. For Michael McCammon, I'm Jody Demling, the publisher. Keep clicking CardinalAuthority.com. It's the cards and the canes, and it should be a lot of fun. It was a very bright shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.